Zamaria Thompson. Happy Finzam. Welcome to Curio City. Cheers. <laughs> so far, cheers. Cheers. Hey, curious cuties. Welcome to Curio City. I'm your host, Lauren Deliri, and today's guest is Zamaria Thompson. She's a certified holistic health coach, social media manager, and content creator. With almost 10 years of experience working in social media, Zamaria's specialty is helping brands grow their online presence by creating strategies and viral content that sells. She also brings a mind, body, and spirit approach to all she does, including dating. Zamaria's mission is to help every human in the world realize how fucking powerful they are and live their best, most authentic, magical life. She's obsessed with manifestation, quantum physics, money mindset, spicy food, tea, and nervous system regulation. She truly does it all. Please help me welcome Zamaria Thompson. Okay, you guys, we're going to we're going to get into a lot of who Zamaria is. I obviously know so many personal things about her, but there are actually <laughs> some things that I'm curious about, about like your like career side, yeah. your goals and how you kind of implement everything all together. That's a lot of our guests are multi-talented yeah. people. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like I'm I'm seeing a theme in this season of of the podcast that most of the guests, what they do is multiple things yeah. and they're interested in m- multiple things and seeing how it all ties together, you know, because mm-hmm. we are all our own niche. But anyway, so I'm very excited to get into uh, the questions. Are you ready? I'm ready, baby. Okay. Very first question. How do you incorporate a mind and body and spirit approach into your social media strategies for brands? Ooh, that's a great question. I mean, it really depends on what the goal of the brand is as far as like who, what audience are they speaking to first Mm -hmm. of all, right? Like if it's a luxury brand or they have a really high um, product price, um, obviously you're not going to be speaking to Gen Zers or like people that can't afford something that might be $60 per Mm. container or whatever. So always taking into account um, the demographic economical demographic of the audience right i think something that people don't think about a lot is um social economic status or like you really have to think picture your ideal audience in your brain Mm -hmm. and then okay what type of things are they going to be searching for what Mm -hmm. type of things are they going to resonate with um but also pulling in the emotion, like human emotion elements of it. Yeah. Um, I've always been super fascinated with human psychology. And I think being super into astrology or um, holistic health and practicing those things myself too, I think is, and also just interacting with multifaceted people, like yeah. you said, um, allows me to like take mental notes. Like oftentimes right. when I'm out and about just hanging out with people, or like at the hair salon or wherever, I'm like, oh, interesting. Okay, that's mm. what they're t- like. I take note of yeah. that because I'm like, oh, you're okay. studying the human yes, experience. Yes, yeah. yes. So other than just scrolling on social media, which I honestly don't do very much as mm. a social media manager or marketing person, um, I feel like people often neglect real life data and right. interaction. Yeah. Right. Um, 
because that is like mind body connection. Like, right. What are people out like doing out Actually in the real doing. world? Yeah. Or mm-hmm. even going to like influencer events or meeting influencers or sh- celebrities or people in the media out and about in LA. Um, like where are they going out to eat? Where are they shopping? Why do they shop there? Why are they called to these places? Yeah. How can I kind of integrate that into a social media plan and strategy? Um, I just turned in a social media strategy plan for one of my clients and, um, you know, sometimes they'll provide like talking points or information that they want me to sprinkle in throughout. Yeah. But then I really have to disseminate that in a way that is going to be intentional and like really speak to the product and the brand voice, but also make people feel inspired or make them feel something. It's all about making people feel. Yeah. Right. You know, and like, like whenever you see a brand or follow a brand, um, you probably follow them because they make you feel something. And then you don't really make a purchase until, I don't know, they say it takes like five to 10 times before that you actually sense. are like, okay, I think I'm going to buy it. them. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's it so much that goes a into lot. It. Yeah. yeah. It's body, spirit and mind. Like that's many things to take into account when it yeah. comes to like another person's brand. Right. For and you sure. have to think about not your personal brand and your identity, mm-hmm. but you have to think an entire different like demographic, yeah. you know, for the different brands that you work for. And they're not all going to no. be the same. No. And you have to get into the minds of those people. Yeah. Yeah. Getting to know like the founders and right. their stories is also super important because, yeah. But I mean, one thing about me is that I, and you know this, like I <laughs> physically can't do or work for somebody that I don't believe in yeah, or it like reson- doesn't resonate. So I'm very lucky that I mostly work with people that are in the health and wellness mindfulness space because that just comes easy to me. It's like, yeah. I'm just grateful that I get to communicate a piece of me right. into them. You know, I was going to say, yeah, I mean, you say you're lucky, but also that's like who you choose to work with yeah. too, you know? Yeah. And that makes sense. And I, and obviously if anyone like who follows you, like you share accounts and products that you do work for or work with and believe in and, believe yes. in. and it's, it's very obvious that like, it's something you are like, you can stand behind because yeah. you're putting your own, like sometimes your own face yeah. In front of it, you know, or w- alongside it. Yeah. And so you have to fully be on board for whatever it is their message is. So yeah. I think that's I important never... for people who are like taking on clients. I think that's a good, like a good point. You need to pretty much be at least and at some point in line with their values. Yeah. I would never work with or promote. A pro- Honestly, this is a whole other business idea that I've had is to like, kind of expose the supplement industry in a way or do like, it baby just talk about the real shit that goes on be behind the scenes mm-hmm. of like the marketing and all of that because yeah. it is a trillion dollar industry for yeah. a reason yeah. like it's so crazy and I mean I know a lot of people are aware of like you know influencers and all the shit that they have to say and all this stuff and like how much money they make. I mean, I'm part of it too, but like, (laughs) I think that is something to take into account. And I mean, I feel like we've gotten better at being able to tell when people are being honest or not, or like authentic. Right. You know, it's like, okay, you can tell that that girl is just like being very adsy and salesy and doesn't really use a product. But 
no, hell no. I don't, I would never promote something or work for somebody that I didn't actually believe in because that would just, it's going to come out eventually. And yeah, it would rob you of your soul. (laughs) Well, people also, eventually it makes you lose your brand and credibility, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, it just gives you an icky feeling when you come yeah. around a profile or an influencer's profile and you're like, you're like, uh, I feel like there's no heart know behind what I it. Mean? Yeah, of course. You're it's like, cringe. Oh God. Okay. She's doing another ad again. Yeah. Like it just seems like that's all they, and listen, I respect the hustle. Like so, right. that is their full time thing. Right. A lot of the time they're feeding their families. I respect it, girl. <laughs> you do you, but yeah, it's, for- it's better when it's just like people have a better, um, marketing plan with how often they do those sort of things. Yeah, I feel right. like they need somebody to help them. Not For sure. Not no. seem so spammy. Yes. Because some people do seem yes. quite spammy. Exactly. Definitely. It's bad. Okay. Well, as a certified health coach, uh, how do you intertwine concepts of manifestation and quantum mm-hmm. physics into your coaching? I mean, it's like, the core of what I do. I feel like quantum physics. I mean, I, you know, we go into tangents and all of that all the time, the energy field. Um, I'm really lucky that growing up my mom, I grew up Catholic as you know, Mm -hmm. but, um, my mom and a lot of Mexican Hispanic Catholics, I feel like are super spiritual and woo woo. At least my mom was, um, you know, they believe in a lot of saints and things like that. Mm -hmm. My mom was super into astrology growing up. So, I'm really grateful that she kind of gave me the freedom to explore that at a very young age. And I feel like I've always kind of had that intuitive psychic ability. I'm a Pisces. Yeah. So naturally I'm very <laughs> head in the clouds. In the clouds. Yeah. yeah. Um, and delusional, which has served me well because I feel like I've always just had this delusional idea of like, if I can see it in my brain, it can be real in my physical reality. Totally. And I, it's worked so out good for with me that. so far. Yeah. And I've had people my entire life tell me like, oh, I don't know how you do it or like how you, you know, are able to manifest so easy, easily, blah, 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 or like move through life just like la, la, la. And I'm like, you can do it too. Yeah. And so what kind of led me to wanting to be a health coach and get into all of this, I mean, it was kind of part of my journey, I think, but is to help people realize that I'm not special for that. Like Mm -hmm. we can all tap into it and everybody has their own way of getting there. But, um, and it can depend on person to person, obviously. Like I don't always go straight into quantum physics when I'm talking to people, you know, (laughs) because then they're like, whoa, what are you talking about? Deer in headlights. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, So it can totally depend on, on um, the language that I use with people, yeah, you know, sure. to make them feel comfortable and heard. Yeah. Usually maybe kind of like a shrink in a way. My approach is like, I ask a lot of questions and mm-hmm. kind of try to get them to come to without me telling them. Yeah. I love that. You know what I'm saying? Rather approach. than like most people just want to be heard yeah, and then feel like they came to that conclusion. Not me. I mean, kind of like therapy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you talk a lot about manifestation too. It's not yeah. just like, I mean, quantum physics is like one thing and it yeah. goes along with all of it. But like, I feel like manifestation, it might be a little bit easier for people to digest. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you can't just the person that you are, like you can't really help but talk about manifesting when it comes to like people's like physical or mental well-being. Like it's, oh, it's a huge part of 
how you communicate, I feel like. Hey cuties, I recently started my journey with peace, love, hormones, and let me tell you, it's been a game changer. These herbal tinctures are crafted with the finest organic ingredients and have been used for centuries to support women's health. From digestive health to hormone balance, they've got it all covered. There are three to choose from, soothe, bitters, and sleepy. Personally, I'm taking Soothe, which is designed to help regulate women's hormones and cycles. I've taken it every morning right away and have already felt and seen the positive impact because my hormonal acne I was getting on my chin has disappeared. It's also like a holistic hug for your entire system. The owner is actually a friend of mine. Her name is Maddie Miles, and you may remember her from an episode talking all things herbs and hormones, and I can personally vouch for her unwavering quality standards. But don't just take my word for it. Her website is chocked full of lengthy testimonials raving about their incredible experiences with peace love hormones. And I've got a code for you. You can simply click the link in the description or use code CURIOCITY for 10% off. That's CURIOCITY for 10% off. Peace, love, hormones. Yeah, like if you're constantly worried about your health or you're constantly worried about, oh my gosh, I can't afford that. Or like, well, I can't buy that because I'm poor. Or like, well, that's just how things are. Like you are damning yourself. Like you are making yourself the victim. Stop saying that. Change your language. Uh, Like something small and a small example that I always tell my clients or just friends, people, I'm like, start changing your language, even with yourself. Like sometimes when I start to feel really anxious or overwhelmed or any type of negative emotion. I don't even like to say negative because it's just an emotion. Just don't identify with it. I'll be like, I just feel a little silly right now. I just <laughs> feel a little a little weird, you know, because even saying that instead of like, I'm anxious or I'm angry, like yeah. whatever. I mean, they're just words if you think about it. Yeah. And I think separating yourself um, can really, has been really helpful for my clients and people that I've talked to. They're like, oh, that's such an easy little tool to use. Just not identifying with the words and rather than being like, I'm angry or I'm mad. You can just be like, I just feel a little weird today. And I think also like not over identifying using the language of I am anxious. But even if you do, because sometimes like saying what it is, is actually helpful and then you're able to kind of move on. But I feel like instead of saying I am anxious, being like I feel mm-hmm. like anxious thoughts like yes. or I'm like having anxious thoughts or whatever instead of identifying with I am anxious or yes. I am angry or I am sad whatever it's like I'm feeling sadness I'm feeling yeah, this whatever huge. come through but you know what I mean yes because when you like say that it's like whatever yourself. we say is true like you were yeah. mentioning like we're kind of chanting You're over it. ourselves when we're saying I am yeah, blank, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever You're that is. It. You're claiming it and therefore you are manifesting it into your reality. Yeah. Because whatever you, whatever you think you feel and you do, like you're, it all starts with your thoughts. Yeah. Um, which I think a lot of people find manifestation or the law of attraction, like it kind of goes over their head or they think it's like, woo-woo spiritual new age and it's like no it's but it's not. backed by science actually even jesus in the bible and like a lot of religious texts like hint at manifesting and mm-hmm. how powerful you are they just use different words phrases whatever like yeah. 
I recently was listening to some a podcast or something that um, it was from a person that believes in God and Jesus, mm-hmm. which I do actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were saying they like mentioned mentioned multiple Bible verses, which honestly I'm not even that well versed in the Bible, but they <laughs> mentioned Bible verses, and they were like, Jesus was literally saying like you are powerful you manifest Mm -hmm. your reality yeah and so i love throwing that out there to christian people i'm like this isn't new age shit like jesus talks about manifesting too (laughs) this is like over two thousand years ago it is your birthright yeah to have whatever the fuck you want in life yeah jesus wants you to have it like (laughs) i love that stop damning yourself you know (laughs) what a clip i love that (laughs) (laughs) I love that so much. Okay. Well, yeah, that all makes sense. And it's just all part of like who you are. And it's very, it comes across very honest because you implement that all into your own life. It's not something that you preach and don't, it's not like you are just talking the talk. You're also walking the walk. Yeah. And I think it's also, I mean, and I've, I think I used to be a little bit more preachy in my approach when I was younger and less aware. Um, we all have been. Yeah, yeah. You know, like even when we were both vegan, we yeah. so we have that in common. But anyway, the older I've gotten, the more I realize like nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Like who am I to judge somebody else's um process? Like right. you do you as right. long as long as you are following something that feels aligned and feels good to you, keep doing that. Yeah. Like, even if it's different or I disagree with it, that doesn't make me or you better. Right. We're just humans on this rock doing our best, (laughs) you know, like. Agreed. Do your thing. Agreed. Don't judge. (laughs) Um, Okay. Let's talk about your, um, the intersection of spirituality with your, your heritage, your um, being native and Mexican and European. Like, how does that do you find like that intersection you're talking about being Catholic, right? So how did that affect you like growing up and how has it shaped your perspective? Mm. I mean, growing up, it was kind of fucked up and a lot. I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of, I was kind of the unicorn in my family for being the like happy go lucky one and kind of having a very ton, like not tunnel vision, but like clouded perspective of, the world around me, I always saw it with like rose colored glasses. glasses. Um, But through talking to my siblings and just like learning more and more, I feel like growing up in a family that was, I mean, we would go to church and stuff, but like my, my family cusses like sailors. I mean, we're Mexicans. So like, if y'all know Mexican Catholics are very just like, (laughs) they'll go to mass on Sunday. But after that, they're still going to have their beers. They're still going to be like, cheating on their wives, <laughs> doing things. There's you know. a lot of family secrets. Yes, right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so that, I feel like that's where I kind of started to ask myself questions as far as like, okay. Hmm. But I mean, my family wasn't, wasn't always, um, like my parents were amazing. They did the best that they could. Um, <laughs> I truly believe that they're both incredible people. But I think I started to ask myself questions when I was like, okay, we go to church and do all these things, but there's still so many things that we're not allowed to talk about Mm -hmm. or say, like secrets, like you said. Um, And I mean, luckily my mom was always super honest with us anytime we did have questions, Mm -hmm. like if we were to ask her things. Um, So my mom 
was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis when I was like in middle school, I believe, um, which is a men, like it's in your brain. Um, and it's like, once you have it, there's no cure or whatever. But so she went to like five different doctors. They all told her she had like a few months to live. She was going to have to have surgery, all this stuff. Cause they caught it like late. I think, I don't remember really. And plus it like the details are blurry. Um, but anyway, my mom ended up finding one of my cousins knew somebody that practiced Santeria, which Santeria, a lot of Catholics in Cuba, I believe don't fact check me, but (laughs) Cuban, she ended up going to Cuba. The reason why I know this is she ended up going to Cuba. They did like some animal sacrifice with Mm -hmm. my mom in Mm -hmm. the ocean And after that, she was cured, literally gone. Like the illness was gone. So wild. So she has always had a lot of respect for spiritual, the spiritual realm. And where my mom grew up in Mexico, a really small town out of Durango, Durango, Mexico. And it was very spiritual place. Um, Lots of like witchy things go on Mm -hmm. there, you know, naturally, like indigenous people indigenous cultures just have a lot of like spiritual aspects to them right witchy stories my grandparents would tell us growing up in like the bible belt south around baptist um conservative people was like a culture shock because that is a different type of conservative yeah you know than like catholic because Catholics, at least my mom growing up was never like she never sheltered us we were never like censored TV, we could listen to whatever. Like, I mean, probably a lot of that was because she didn't speak English. So she, she was kind of really like, know. whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she didn't really know. Um, but a lot of, I feel like my shame and uh, I don't know, deconstructing that I had to do what came from my peers growing mm, up mm-hmm. in Tennessee. Yeah. You know, that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Um, it wasn't like within the family system, right? It was within the culture that you were around externally. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Which is so crazy because even like dating and being single for the past three and a half years and being in the dating world, I've realized how much sexual shame Mm. I've picked up on. Mm -hmm. Um, and programming around that and like female and just like my feminine energy that I picked up on subconsciously from like my teachers or my friends, parents. And that's growing up in the Bible belt. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That my mom had nothing to do with because my mom was always like, if you're having sex, just tell me, yeah, just be safe. Like whatever. She (laughs) was always just like way too open about that stuff, which honestly now I appreciate. Of course. Um, But it's so crazy to me that, I mean, a lot of those people now like have always thought I was crazy and weird just for being kind of a mix of like spiritual, but also believing in God. I mean, I yeah. feel like even you have been like, oh, you use the word God sometimes. Yeah. But that to me is like maybe because of my upbringing, you know, that my mom was like kind of both. Well, God was never used against you. True. Right. Right. That yeah. part. Like I never... Yeah, it was never a thing. Yeah. Like, it was never shoved down my throat. Yeah. My mom was always just like, as long as you believe in God, like, that's cool. Yeah. We'd go to church sometimes. Sometimes we wouldn't. Yeah. Well, it's definitely a lot more cultural than, like, a a forced 
uh, belief system. And to be honest with you, I see religion in a unique way than most, I think, because I see it as, I think you can see it as a beautiful thing and a beautiful part of history. Yeah. Um, at least that's how I choose to see it. Like, yeah, of course. Catholicism has so many beautiful traditions and prayers. And maybe that's because I also associate it with like my grandparents yeah. and going to like mass in Mexico. Again, it's, it's cultural. Yeah. Like it's, it's within your family. It's ancestral. Yeah. Like it makes sense. Yeah. So a lot of those like feelings that I have about religion, I'm like, oh, it's just a beautiful part of history, even though it has some fucked up shit in it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like when I talk, like if my brother was here, my little brother was here, he'd have a whole, he's like atheist, Mm -hmm. doesn't, because my parents made him be a little, um, like a little, you know, those little kids that sit next to the, um, what's it called? Mascot, the, wow. The priest? The priest. Yeah. My little brother did that and he experienced some weird things. Yeah weird things yeah little boys in the catholic so church it's like also been <laughs> fascinating i encourage so many people to like talk to their siblings and families about oh yeah everybody's got a very different experience about their experiences growing up because that has been huge for me and my siblings like when we talk about things we process together but how each of us processed it differently yeah is mind blowing. Like some things went over your head that yes. like didn't go over there and like vice versa. Like yes. some things you saw that they didn't. Like, yes. yeah. Like even learning how much my, my siblings really resented me for being like the golden child and mm. being like the one that never got in trouble. And I was like, what? You guys resented me? Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, everybody loved you. And I was like, oh. well my bad you're like sorry but yeah so anyway it's it's I'm really grateful for my religious upbringing honestly how open-minded my parents were and now I feel like I've been able to kind of reparent and teach my parents a lot of spiritual quantum physics yeah you've been able to incorporate a lot of what you've learned yes and like tell them a lot and like now my mom and I do like full moon ritual. Oh, I like love that. Intention setting. She loves crystals too. She always so has. great. So it's it's cool that she's not like, oh, what are you doing? I think like a year ago she was like, You don't go to church anymore. Do you still believe in God? And I was yeah. like, Of course. I just experience God way more when I'm out in nature. Yeah. And near the ocean. I mean, I still go to mass with my parents sometimes, yeah. but she doesn't really feel the need for me to go. She's very understanding of like, okay, yeah, like you definitely, and I think she sees it in me too. She's yeah. like, you, you, you still seem, have, you, there's a light in you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think when parents are able to see that like you're happy and you're healthy and you're like doing well, that's, that is the goal, right? Is for yeah. the parents like to be able to recognize that and put whatever their agenda is to the side because if they see that you're doing well, Like that should be the ultimate goal. Yeah. And I'm really grateful that my mom and dad have really taught me unconditional love. Um, Yeah. I feel like that's huge. And whenever you realize that like your kids aren't your kids, they just came through you, this world through you. Yeah. Yeah. And she really does. My parents both really give us the freedom to kind of like be who we are. Love that. In this world. So they're amazing. Love that. Yeah. I need to spend some time time with yeah, them. Yeah, they're awesome. Be so fun. I know. So weird. So weird. Okay, well, let's hop back a little bit. Um 
to your social media world. Okay. okay. I mean, I know it all. It goes like hand in hand, yeah. like everything about you. That's what I was saying. Like everything about you is intertwined. So it's not like any of this is jumping really. No. It's all connected. Honestly, I'm so glad you have questions because otherwise I feel like we could just go on so many Just tangents. one. Yeah, I know. Exactly. This is why like I prepare ahead of yes, time. I'm like, yes. how do I ask one of my very best friends like things about her yeah, when I, I know so much, but do. like what will the listeners be very fascinated in? So true, true. anyway, so we'll go back to the social media stuff. So obviously you've been doing um, almost you've been doing it for like almost a decade, right? Um, You have a lot of experience in social media. What advice do you have for people trying to um, build their online presence authentically? Mm. You know, we talked about doing things for other brands, but now let's like kind of go into more of like an individual based perspective. Yeah. So first thing that I always tell people is focus on value. Like how are, how can you add value to your audience? Yeah. Stop looking at what everybody else is doing, what everybody else is talking about. What do your friends ask you about most often? Right. What makes you unique and what special talents, what special qualities do you have? How can you turn that into value to your audience? And also, I think people spend way too much time talking to everybody instead of focusing on one set of people or one group of people. And I mean, I know people are like niche down. I don't know. My opinion on niching down is kind of like, uh, yes and no. I think you should have, my rule of thumb is always to have at least three main categories that you discuss. Like for example, mine are health and wellness. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say spirituality and probably either relationships or, Yeah, probably like relationship building type of stuff. If you follow me on TikTok, I talk a lot about dating, stuff like that. (laughs) Um, So I kind of try to base my content around those three pillars. So maybe, and I think that can be really helpful for people. Like think of three topics that you really enjoy talking about Mm -hmm. and try to create content around those things. Even if you make a day in the life video, for Mm -hmm. example, I feel like people spend way too much time making it selfish. Nobody cares about your day to day. Like nobody cares. I'm sorry. They just don't like think about the things you want to see themselves. in it. Yes. Yes. Um, People want to feel like they're a part of it. Like, like they're living it through your point of view. Um, But also like if you are doing a day to day, like why do you drink that matcha every morning? Tell me, like, I want to know. Look at like analyze the accounts you follow and why you like to follow them. It's mm-hmm. because they're adding value to you right. in some way, shape or form. They're making you feel something. Right. Um, so I feel like people miss that part and try to do way too much or try to like do way too many. Th- and it's OK too to like mess around and see what type of content you enjoy creating. And you can also go through seasons like I right. went through a season where I was doing a lot of recipes And then I went through a season where I was not doing a lot of recipes. I don't know. It just depends. Like you're a natural evolving human being and you will change who you are. Like your social media is going to change with you and evolve and that's fine. But focusing always on adding value, I think is huge. I agree. And trying to think of those three things or three to four things that you're going to try to focus on is huge. Like, okay, what do my friends always ask me about? 
what do I know? What am I naturally really good at? And then creating content around there. And then that can go into so many different ways. Like so many different categories, subcategories, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the way you create or communicate those messages. So you said like the three, like say you have three topics, right? Mm -hmm. Or three main things that you talk about. Well, then there's like a million ways to like show up online, whether it's like a voiceover, whether it's you talking to the camera, whether it's like a lip sync thing. And then there's stuff in the caption or like, or photo, like carousel. Like there's so many ways to show up. Do you feel like that people should also choose three ways to show up two ways, one way, like does that also kind of, is there a way you suggest people go about that as well? I would say show up in whatever feels fun and good to you, you know, like I think, I don't think there's any harm in experimenting with all types of content. Don't be afraid to experiment with all types of content. Definitely like do voiceovers, do, um, carousels, photos, People are going to resonate with who you really are. And like I said earlier, you can tell when people are being inauthentic and that's going to come across in your content. I feel like I even follow accounts that are not super aesthetic or like super edited. They're just raw and real. And I like following those people because you can just tell that they're being themselves. You know what I'm saying? No, totally. Um, But yeah, no, I say go for it. Like experiment with all types of content. I think just having the focus of adding value first and foremost and entertainment. Like if you're funny, that's one thing. Like our best friend Kelsey is fucking hilarious. She's one of the funniest people that I know. And I always tell her, I'm like, you need to add your humor to your content Mm -hmm. because that is going to be what sets you apart from everybody else. Yeah. Like your, your humor, not not your style, not whatever, which, you know, so it's like, don't be afraid to show your weird side. Don't be afraid to show those quirks that you might be like scared to show. I feel like whenever I started to show more of my goofy side and more of like, like I have a really scary, I mean, hell yeah, (laughs) it still is to be honest. Mm -hmm. It doesn't ever go away. Um, but honestly it builds your confidence. Like I have a really perverted sense of humor, as you know, like sometimes I just like say spicy shit or like weird things that my friends are like oh my god and I'm like that's just me (laughs) and yes sometimes I'm like oh should I have said that like oh my god so and so's mom is gonna watch my story and see it but then I'm like whatever who cares you've definitely grown in that because I feel like when we first became friends you were a lot more like shy online like with showing that sort of side of you which like people like like friendships like you were able to help me be like oh you I wish you would show more of like silly zam online and like more of your just unfiltered self and when I started to do that is when I started to grow which is crazy like Literally, when you start to just be your authentic self, you will naturally attract the people that are your people and then the people that aren't will fall away. And I know you've experienced that with like your rebrand and stuff too. Yeah. And it's so nice to just like, well, you just feel like yourself. Yeah. Yeah, People are just like naturally coming in because of just who you are. Yeah. Yeah. That's really nice. Okay. So, given your passion for um, the nervous system, uh, you talk about that a lot um, nervous system regulation. How do you bring this into your daily life? And then how can others benefit from it? Oh, man. Yeah. Nervous system regulation is so huge. Even when it comes 
to everything in your life, your job, your relationships, the way you interact with everything. The, The goal is to become less reactive to the world around you because Mm -hmm. whenever you give situations or people or circumstances power over your emotions like what the fuck are you doing yeah like don't just giving away your power in that don't hang hand over your power to external things you always how do you do that i mean one one easy way to do it is like anytime you feel somebody trigger you or something trigger you, whether it's somebody in traffic or somebody says something that makes you shifts your energy, you feel a shift in your energy, become aware of it. First of all, I feel like just becoming aware that like they said something that triggered me or made me feel something or like that person in traffic made me feel something and just acknowledge it. And then just take a deep breath and try to like, a lot of the time I even, it helps me personally to like touch my chest or like mm-hmm. my belly. I feel like just grounding Centering myself. Yourself, yes. Yeah. Like physically helps yeah. me a lot. Um, and then just taking a deep breath that always immediately just separates you from going into that like spiral yeah. of like thoughts or um, whatever. And if you do go down that spiral, sometimes just letting yourself kind of, have the spiral or whatever, or have that reaction. But the more you practice it, the easier it is to snap back, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. of like, okay. Or for example, now is a holiday season. And I know it can be really triggering for a lot of people to be around family members and, you know, being around a lot of different energies or opinions, or, you know, your parents might say something that triggers you. Don't react. Just don't be reactive. A lot of the time I'll even go to the bathroom and just like take a few deep breaths. Love the the bathroom, you know, at family functions. I'm always like, when I was a little kid, I used to go sit in like the sink, the tiny little Mm -hmm. sink, my my family's house and just taking a moment. Do whatever you need to do to separate yourself and just like recenter and do like a little Mm check-in and just take a few deep breaths and just remember that everybody is always projecting. Like yeah. most of how everybody treats you or yeah, things people say have absolutely nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. Even if it is directed to you, like that is just their perspective of you. Yeah. So something that I've also done is like when people tell me, give me feedback on my character or something that I did or said, I've like validated. I don't think that they're wrong. Like I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Like I take inventory of their experience of me Mm -hmm. versus just immediately taking it on as like my identity. Does that make sense? Like if you're like, oh, Zamaria is so funny and she's silly and, you know, sometimes she can be a little whatever. It's like, okay, that's how she sees me. Like, I think there's somebody out there that also thinks I'm, you know, terrible and whatever. Like, people have probably used a negative adjective to describe me before. And they're probably right, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I probably was a bitch to somebody. I probably was mean. But that doesn't mean I have to, like, subscribe to that. Um, Yeah. But back to, like, the nervous system regulation stuff. I mean, taking your mornings and your nights, like the beginning of your day and your, the end of your day, I feel like are huge because whenever you start your day from a place of centeredness and feeling safe within your body is huge. Yes. You know, like totally 
even in dating, I feel like something that I talk about a lot in my dating content or like anytime I coach people on dating and they're struggling with getting ghosted or like feeling powerless and feeling that obsessive love towards somebody is because they are depending on somebody else to make them feel regulated and feel safe. But whenever you feel regulated and safe within your own body and your existence, you no longer need that person. And therefore you can just experience that relationship because you don't need that relationship. It's not like a needy, clingy thing. Yeah. And the other person feels that, you know, like I can speak from experience um, when I've been like super obsessed over some mediocre man. <laughs> and I'm For like, sure. why don't they love me back? Ugh love me, then it's like, as soon as you let go, as soon as you just are like, whatever, that's when they come running back. We all know it. (laughs) Um, As soon as you're like out having fun with your friends, they text you, they call you. That's because you took your power back. Yeah. You know, and energetically, I think that's huge, but yeah, becoming, creating safety within your own body, whether it be also nourishing yourself, being authentic to yourself, speaking your truth, all of those things tie into nervous system regulation. And even when it comes to like, if you struggle with overeating or anything like that, moving your body, shaking it out, um, laughing, dancing, all of that. I mean, the body keeps the score. And if you don't move that energy through you, it's going to get stuck. Yeah. And you're just going to feel all like, uneasy all the time yeah it really does translate like yeah it, it the feelings that you have like I have felt it literally in my body like certain places like I'm holding tension or whatever mm-hmm. from like emotional stresses mm-hmm. like those parts of my body will literally feel tight and another thing that I really love doing too is like co-regulating with people mm-hmm. anytime you're in conflict or anytime somebody else is really triggered and you're not. Yeah. Um, I feel like if you're not reactive, it kind of helps them calm down Yeah. or separating yourself from the situation. Like I feel like I've been in situations where I'm at a party or like a gathering or whatever. And the, like, it's just not my vibe or I feel my energy becoming like a little influenced by the people I'll just separate myself or I'll try to like influence the energy a little bit, which I can, that might be my ego coming out, but you know what I'm saying? No, but that's, that's, that's good that you're able to do that. Yeah. And I feel like the idea of co-regulating has been a newer, it's not, not a new concept in practice and like practice for me, but more so acknowledging that that's an option is something that I've been more recently like um, applying to my life, like with Adam, like I specifically, like if I feel unregulated, I have recently realized like I actually can tap into his energy and like I can actually calm myself down that way. I've always been, you know, like we're both pretty hyper independent people Mm -hmm. and have tried, like for me, I like, I try to fix my own energy and fix my own problems just by myself always. Mm -hmm. And it's like a newer concept for me to, take to lean into somebody else's strengths that they have or their potential good energy that they have. Like I, I'm not, I've, I've never been like a taker. Like I never want to like use anybody for any 
reason. Like that's either hyper independence. And that's also because like, I just don't want anyone to ever feel like used by me in that way. And so, but my like work right now, a lot has been realizing that that's okay. It's not selfish to do that, especially with my, my person, my partner, like he's happy to help regulate me if he's able to do it, you know? So you guys are um, really good at that. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's something we've naturally done, but it's more recently I've tried to be more intentional about going to him and kind of asking for it, looking for it rather than it just happening. You know what I mean? Like just being around him, it happens to me and I'm grateful for that. But it's something I can actually tap into and I'm like learning to do that more, you know? Yeah. I feel like something that I really admire about you and Adam is like sometimes I feel like when you're really stressed out or whatever, he doesn't react. He doesn't become reactive. He'll like grab you Mm -hmm. or be like, okay, what do you need? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's great like that. And that's all it takes really with friendships, any relationship, just like even grabbing their leg, grabbing their arm and just being like. I can sense you're becoming, and that instantly makes me like. Anytime someone does that to me, I'm like, ah, you know, like Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, thank you. Like I just needed somebody to do that. Yeah. Sometimes you don't even know, like, or if it's like a hand on the back or something, where you're like, hey, you don't need to yell. Yeah. Well, it's a little, and it's a little even off topic right now, but like just to kind of go one foot deeper into that, I feel like. Adam has been able to really honor and respect my more recent um, following my in, my like gut instinct, mm. my like Your intuition. my intuition. Like I feel like I've really been leaning into it in a very different way. Like I've always listened. I've always like been listening to whatever the voice inside, but like recently it's been, I've been honoring it quicker. Right. And it's been more sudden where it's like, that is actually my intuition. It's not like this voice that I'm just sitting on forever. Intuition is like, it's happening for me specifically. And I've gotten into human design and gotten into all that. So for me, what I know specifically for myself is that it's, it happens instantaneously. Like it's not one of those, like you feel the ping or the download like immediately. Yes. Like, and that's my intuition speaking at its highest level is whenever it's like in that moment, that ping. What are you again? I'm a projector. Okay. Okay. Um, but there's like so many other things within the chart that like defines those sort of things. Like, but for me, like I know I'm in my like authority or whatever when I'm listening to my intuition. So he's been really good about like when I'm like, it's time to go Yeah, at a party or something. And I'm like, I'm ready to go. And he hasn't like, he's, we've developed this thing where I'm like, when I'm ready, like we just go, like we just like freaking leave, you know what I mean? Like where it's time. And that's something. And that's, again, that's like a whole, I could divulge into all of that with, cause like my family, like we took like hours to get anywhere to do anything. Like I was always feeling like I was being dragged Uh. everywhere. So this is like one of those things is very healing Yeah. whenever I'm like, okay, it's time to go. Or we shouldn't go do that. Or things like that where I have been told like, Oh, Lauren, just stay longer or Lauren, like just go out and do this. He isn't like that. Yeah. He trusts me. And he's like, okay, this, this is how we're, we're going to go. We're going to leave now or we're not going to go to that thing or whatever. He just trusts it. And it's been really good. Like healing for me and like good for our relationship. It's been the best. Yeah. No, he is. He'd be knowing. He'd be knowing for sure. But I want (laughs) to give some free dating advice for men. Yes. Give it trust your female's intuition like trust the divine feminine intuition okay yeah quit trying to fight her 
she's right. Okay? Yeah, I've true. never met it's a females, female or woman yeah. identifying person with whose intuition was wrong. So right. I feel like men just need to realize that that divine feminine intuition can help them. Like yeah. if you trust her intuition and her gut feelings, it will also help you out. Your relationship will thrive. Yes. For and sure. you will thrive. Like a lot of the time, yeah. And I feel like a lot of men try to be like, no. Whatever. Or they want it to be like explained. She's crazy. Or, it's like, yeah. no, we're not crazy. We have this power. Like just trust it. Jesus. <laughs> Quit trying just, to fight it. Just go with it. Like, talk to any man that has been married for a long time. You just go with I it. I feel like they just, just learn. Yeah. Like you just have to trust her feelings. They're always right. I don't know how, but yeah. they're always right. It's true. And it's something it I'm is. learning to trust myself. So it's really helpful that I have but a partner that's yeah. like willing to trust me even when I'm learning to trust myself. I mean, we live in a society in a world that has been trying to make women not tr that has been trying to make women ignore our intuition and ignore our natural body and become disconnected from our souls. So it's like, we've had to learn how to reconnect and yeah. relearn how to like and trust tune ourselves. In. Yeah. Yeah. Fully. Okay. This is going to be a fun question for okay. you. Okay. So you're into spicy food. Love. <laughs> so what's your favorite spicy dish, first of all? And then how does mm. it connect, like spicy, if, if you feel like it does connect? How does it connect with your overall approach to well-being? The first two things that came to mind was sushi. Okay. Or... Um, and you just load up the wasabi? Yes, I love a shit ton of wasabi in my yeah. sushi. I mix it in the soy sauce. Yes, yes. Um, I love ginger, too. Like anything that's super... Potent. And I think I have a lot of fire in me, like the fire element in me. And I think obviously that just comes from like my culture. Um, but, you know, if you study traditional Chinese medicine or Ayurveda, it naturally makes sense that I crave like spicy full, spicy full, <laughs> spicy things. Yeah. Um, like turmeric, ginger, warming spices. Yeah. Um, but I also have a lot of cold I don't know I think you it's all about and because I can feel it whenever I've eaten too many warming foods or spices mm -hmm. like I'll crave frozen fruit randomly yeah you know because I think my internal fire is like you gotta cool, all right, cool it queen. down a little bit yes yeah. yes like I'll randomly grab like for like a handful of frozen strawberries yeah just because I'm like I need something <laughs> cold in my mouth yeah pronto um, the other thing that I thought of was like Mexican food, obviously yeah. nachos or like tacos or whatever. My mom makes amazing salsas. Mm. Yeah. Like love that. roasted peppers over the grill. Um, Ooh, I love a good yeah, salsa. Yeah. But I mean, spicy food is amazing for your metabolism. It's amazing. It's a natural antiviral. It's a natural um antiseptic like it's so good for anti-inflammatory properties any yeah, you wouldn't spice. think that like because people would be like oh that's like gonna be it'll cause inflammation because it's hot whatever and it's actually yeah. no it's the opposite yeah. though yeah like you're it like calms your inflammation down in your body which i find yes, so fascinating right and i that's why i always say everything is always better a little spicy add some spice because that is such an easy way to get more nutrients in your diet. Yeah, you're getting like herbs and stuff. And get more micronutrients in your yeah. diet. Just like add some more spices, add some more seasonings like turmeric, ginger, garlic, um, things like that, rosemary. 
because even black pepper. Yeah. Um, and I feel like a lot of people are afraid to play around with spices, but that is such an easy way to support your body and your immune system and your metabolism. Like before you tr- try to spend a bunch of money on supplements, just spice up, up your life. <laughs> spice up your life. Spice up your life. I love that. You know? Yeah. No, that's so great. It's such an easy way. Yeah. What's your favorite? Like hot sauce? Sriracha. Okay. Yeah. That's Sriracha. So basic. Is yeah. Basic. Well, yeah. I don't know. Currently, it's sriracha. I, also I mean, sriracha love, is so tasty. It just I li- is. I like truff sauce yes. a lot. The yeah. truffle. Mm-hmm. The hot one, though. Yeah. No, I know. One. I know which yeah. one you're talking about. <laughs> you're like, so good. Well, there's, I had like so many peppers, like hot, hot, hot chili peppers growing around here. And I was like, I wish Samari was around because I would just give them all to her. My I- mouth is watering. <laughs> Because I can't, um, I can't do the spice as much. So comment down below what your favorite hot sauce Literally, is. Literally, yes. I know. Ooh, maybe I'll do that as a question because I can do a yeah. uh, a question um, on Spotify. I can put like a question people can answer. So yes, but yeah, I'll put that as a question. You guys respond. What is if your you favorite think you hot like sauce? Spicy food more than me? Oh my gosh, I don't know if anyone could like spice more than you. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, okay, you did mention that you have some things coming up. And so I'd like to have you share like a bit about your upcoming social media courses and how they will empower and like people to, to grow their online presence. I mean, I, I really, really, really want to support people more in how to grow authentically online because I don't think it's hard. I think people think it's hard and therefore it is hard. Mm. Um, but I feel like they just need a little bit of guidance and a little bit of coaching. So I really just want to, I'm going to have, I can't decide if it's going to be like a course or community or coaching of like how to create viral content, the psychology behind making viral content and how to actually make content that sells. Yeah. Um, just because I've worked with a lot of brands, a lot of people of influence. So I've just like played around a lot with that and still am learning. And I feel like having the background of being in D2C marketing when it comes to social media, but also from like an individual perspective, um, I have a lot of eyes on like all aspects of social media, if that yeah. makes sense, even like the paid ad side. Um so I really want to do something with that, like all that knowledge and yeah. put it out there in a way that can help other people and other entrepreneurs um, grow a successful online business and presence. Aside from that, I really want to explore more of my holistic coaching and mm-hmm. um, just how to help people realize how fucking powerful they are. That's yeah. what I always say. That's like my main goal in life is to just help people realize how fucking powerful they are. And, you know, naturally being in the dating world, I started sharing more and more about my dating experiences, Mm -hmm. different things that I've learned and different powers I've unlocked and just sharing all of that, um, which has really resonated with so many women. So I think I would love to maybe write a book or like, Hey, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> maybe a podcast, maybe. I don't hey. know. I still I think I'm still just like you're chewing on to it. Feel it out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Totally. I'm a I'm a generator, so I like I can't physically do something that doesn't feel good to me and exciting. So yeah. we'll see what that modality is or like what the thing is, but I definitely want to do something with all of that, but yeah, I mean, it's in the works. It's in the works. I'm still just trying to think about all of that. I mean, you know, I'm still 
I have so many social media, like with my clients, my full-time job, and then just like my own personal content. You're a busy woman. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. You have a lot going on. It's a lot. But we're doing it. But you'd actually, you brought up dating, the dating stuff. So that's something I did kind of want to get into a little bit. I'm I'm down. Okay. Okay. So as someone who is like passionate about dating and like the dating coaching, right? Like online, if you go to her TikTok, like she's given all the relationship dating advice yes, single is, girlies is or so men. fun <laughs> so so my question is how do you incorporate a holistic approach um into helping others navigate relationships nervous system regulation is something that i really focus on with my dating advice mm-hmm. first and foremost like never ever giving away your power. And that's something that I had to learn through my own dating experiences is like going into situations with a mindset of like, all I want from this is a positive experience. What am I going to learn about myself rather than going into a dating experience, trying to win that person over or being like, okay, how can I shape shape shift to myself to make them like me? Yeah. Like instead of doing that, staying in your authentic power And just seeing it as like, oh, okay, this is going to be just another life experience with another human being that I'm going to connect with rather than having so many expectations. Like Mm. whenever you're first dating somebody, you have to take them off that pedestal. Like, oh my God, they're so hot and amazing and blah, blah, blah. Like, how am I going to make them like me? What am I going to say? No, just try to remind yourself that they're they're just another human being. Also, in the beginning stages of the dating, people are on their best behavior. So like- you don't know the true, the true sides of them. Like, I feel like even in friendships, you know, like you don't really know somebody until what, two or three years. I mean, we're still learning things about each other. And whenever you fall in love with somebody, you will continue to learn different things about them. Um, But I think staying in your true authenticity and power is huge. Like always making sure you're not changing who you are for somebody else, because that's not, a love you want to build a foundation on you know yeah agreed i and i think like you mentioned the when they're on their best behavior in the beginning so for me if you're getting red flags within the first couple weeks be done be done because they that should be the very like they should basically be flawless at the beginning you know what i mean like maybe something here or there that's like not ideal but if you're getting a red flag within the first couple weeks just be, just move on yes. because I just don't, I feel like you're, it's really only going to go downhill from there. Yeah. And like something that, you know, I used to talk about a lot when Adam and I first started dating, getting married when we got married was the ease with our mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's the yes. right relationship when there's just ease in it. Totally. And you can know, like we always say, like the opposite, like disease yeah. is dis yes and like your relationship will be diseased if it doesn't if it's not easy if it doesn't come with a sense of ease and of course relationships take work I've said that forever but like there is a level of ease that should come with your romantic partner relationships that you can't really fabricate yeah and I think that's something that's so important and that within the first couple weeks, you're going to know if that ease is there or not. Like some things might be awkward. Sure. But you will know in your soul, like in your intuition, 100%. you will know if you and your nervous system are regulated. And if you're feeling a sense of ease or if you're not, and if yeah. you're not, 
it's time to rethink things. Yeah. Tuning into how you feel around somebody is huge. Yeah. Like I've noticed that in dating a lot. If somebody is influencing my my energy in a negative way or like I feel uneasy, like definitely paying attention to that um, is so important. But I that's also why like I think my holistic and health side goes into it because you teach people how to treat you based on how you treat yourself. So true. Yeah. You know, so it's like, whenever you eat healthy and whenever you prioritize your health and whenever you prioritize your hobbies, the person that you date and attract like is going to be different than if you aren't taking care of yourself, which is something that I always teach my clients or people that I work with is like, go back to focusing on you queen, like focus on what do you want to do? Stop thinking about that mediocre man that hasn't texted you back. Like what would you be doing today if you didn't, have that person or if they weren't in the back of your mind like go about your life like yeah. make plans book a pilates class go for a walk like do your thing because when you're filling up your own cup you will no longer need that validation from others yeah. and other people and you will attract people that match you vibrationally totally you know? well go to the places where you want your man to be yeah like if you want him to be a yogi girl you got to go to a yoga class if you want him to be a chef like go to a cooking class. Like, you know what I mean? Wherever you want your man to be like, you know, your future guy to be like, yeah, go to those things. Like if you can't expect someone to be in those things that like, if you're not there yourself, or if you're not at least like approaching those situations, like if you're not like signing up for that stuff, like it's not going to show up for you. Like you have to first show up to it and the kind of life that you want for it to like, show up for you. I think the biggest realization that I've had in dating is just realizing that the universe is simply mirroring back to you totally. your internal state. It's just a mirror. Yes. Yeah. So like, even if when I've become triggered or like hurt by somebody that I'm dating or somebody that I'm seeing, it's often because they are showing me something that I still need to work on. Yeah. And whenever I made that mental switch rather than like placing the blame on that person. Mm -hmm. It was such a huge aha moment because not only was I able to kind of cut the cord energetically with that other person, but it also gave me compassion for them. You know, like even people, you know, I've dated that were not the best. Um, I all even be like, oh, you know, I still send them so much love and like wish nothing but the best. And you're still like, whatever, (laughs) screw them. And I'm like, no, because at the end of the day, like they're dealing with their own issues and projecting their own shit onto me and vice versa. Like if anything, I'm just grateful that they were able to play a role in my life experience that was able to help me grow, you Mm -hmm. know, like, oh, okay. That person triggered a part of me or a part of my inner child that didn't feel loved and seen and valued. And now it's time for me to do the work. Like, thank you guy, girl for making me triggered because now I have work to do. Yeah. Peace and blessings. I think the hard part people have is like clinging on to that. Like that's where trauma bonds come, you know, Mm, Yeah. where people like cling on to that. And then they're like, no, I need you to make me feel safe, make me feel safe and loved and seen. It's like, no, instead of like reaching for that from somebody else, find it within yourself. Because whenever you do and you find power within yourself, you become unstoppable. And the type of people you attract will be next level. Like, 
whenever I unlocked that, the type of men I've been attracting is like next level. Oh my god, uh, men <laughs> flying me out and stuff like what? I know for real. You know, like think about Getting the, the men full I was dating. Queen treatment. Think about the men I was dating two years ago compared to now. Yeah, she's leveled up, ladies Insane. and gents. She has Insane. leveled, and that's up. because I've done the work. Yeah. You know? You know what you deserve. Yeah. Yeah. And you're showing up that you way. You believe in yourself. And that's yeah. that's really all it is. The more you believe in yourself and the more you value yourself and the less validation you need from others. You yeah. Know, no. It all just naturally falls into place. You l- release the grip on life and yeah. life just flourishes. Love know? that. Good advice. And you're yeah. demisexual. Do you want to explain what that means? Demisexual. Yeah. I mean, I've always said that's another thing that my mom is always amazing at, um, like she always had gay friends growing up and mm-hmm. stuff. So growing up, I actually had to learn that being gay was wrong. Um, mm. So yeah. you, you, what do you mean? Like, I guess my mom had really, really close gay friends. That right. Were really, like, oh, you were, mean like once you like were in school, yeah. you learned other kids thought it was wrong yes. or something. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, not that you actually think it is wrong. No, no. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. If that sounded weird. No, no. Yeah, no. I just, I just, I know what you mean. I just wanted to make sure we yeah. clarify. <laughs> yeah. I'd be saying things. Um, but yeah. So my mom was always like super, my, they used to say like my brother was going to be gay. Cause he's one of, there's four of us, there's mm-hmm. three girls and one boy and my brother, we used to like dress him up in little girl clothes and stuff when he yeah. was a baby. So they were always like, no, your brother's going to be gay if you do, you know, typical shit. Um, But anyway, so again, like my parents always gave us the freedom to like explore sexuality however we wanted to. And although I do date men and have always been like sexually and like attracted to dating men for the most part, like a masculine facing man, um, I have been attracted to women or other people, other identifying people um because of their energy and yeah yeah, being demisexual is all about like their energy like being attracted to a human being for who they are yeah and i think whenever you become really close like in touch with your intuition and your energy sometimes you just meet a human and you're like yeah i feel some chemistry here and i don't know why Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know and it's like well i was gonna ask like with because you are like how do you think that like a deeper emotional connection is like, how do you feel like that influences your dating dynamics? Because you being demisexual just means like, yeah, it's your, it's the energy. You kind of need a friendship relationship yeah. with a person to oh, be attracted yes. to them, yes. you know? So like that, yeah. How do you feel like that dynamic has like, I don't know, influenced the way that you should, you, yeah. you date in yeah. today's world. I always say you have to fuck my mind before you can fuck my body because that. I can't, it's really hard for me to connect with somebody sexually if I'm not stimulated right. by their intellect and brain and who they are. Yeah. Like that makes somebody so attractive to me. And that was the word I was looking for. If you listen to my solo episode, I was like, what is it? What's the word? And I was looking for demisexual. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah. It's like I'm I'm the same way. Like yes. I have to Yeah, you have to fuck my mind before you can fuck my body. I totally I feel the same way. I'm right? like, but it's like it's possible for it to be anyone like I'm generally a tr- I would say I'm straight but then there's like but who hey knows? who knows who's to say yeah and you're single so like you still have like yeah. who knows and now that I'm out in LA that's been so expansive for me because yeah. nobody everybody like sexuality to me is so 
it's just silly that we even have to like have labels. Yeah. 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 Like Like, who cares? I don't know. I guess I'm straight. Maybe not tomorrow though. Yeah. You know, I might change my mind. Right. It's fluid. Otherwise (laughs) (laughs) you're like, yeah, I'm up for the challenge. I love making out with girls. I think it's hot. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, don't be afraid to explore that. Right. Like who cares if people are going to judge you for it? Who cares? I love that. You know, girls are hot too. But yeah, I think it just is all about that balance and um, feminine and masculine energy. I feel like too, like Mm -hmm. you might meet somebody that totally their gender or like whatever is so irrelevant in my opinion. I, that's a good point. Cause I feel like maybe I just had like a thought come to my mind. Yeah. Like maybe there's a, a general like masculine to feminine ratio that we're attracted to. And that's more, that's most, that's, that's the main formula yeah. of our attraction is like that, the ratio. And so that can be in a man or woman or like whoever, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's like that can, yeah, it can show up in different kinds of bodies or they'll bring you, they'll bring out more of your masculine or feminine. True. Depending on theirs and how you feel. Right. Exactly. That's true. Yeah. And I like to feel more feminine in relationships, but I, I want the partner. I would want my partner to be like very duality. Yeah. You know, I like that duality. Yeah. And like more androgynous. Well, we all have both of them. Of course. Within us. Yeah. So it's like having, it's so funny. Cause yeah, like I'm definitely more feminine and like, I like to be in my feminine and more in my, um, like I'm more submissive in a relationship, but yeah. in a lot of ways I'm super in my masculine. Like I'm super, you well, know, it, on- I would say it would take a lot for you to it would be a lot harder for you to drop into your feminine yeah because you're so hyper independent you've been on like on your own for a while (laughs) so it would take a very special for sure like kind of masculine energy Mm -hmm. to allow you to 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 drop into that yes 1000 percent. a secure embodied masculine. masculine yeah yeah no totally who isn't afraid of the wild feminine too you know yes exactly like they're gonna want you howling our at wild the feminine is unleashed yes <laughs> yeah Which it is, is. we howl at the moon we do yeah. like full moon rituals and yeah stuff. yeah so. exactly okay zam i got one last question for you okay okay so you mentioned in the little thing that you filled out before yeah. our little our interview you mentioned that curiosity um, as the spark of joy. So how do you cultivate curiosity in your daily life? And how does it contribute to living authentically? Mm. I'm always curious of everything that I experience in my day to day. I yeah. feel like even, even just like somebody that I pass on my walk or like the clouds, you know, or like the birds, um, and just looking at it from a, from a way of like admiration and note, just note, simply noticing that you are awareness experiencing all of these different things and humans and people, Mm -hmm. um, and looking at even dating experiences, for example, or like jobs that I've had, when I look back at different jobs that I've had or different dating experiences, you realize that they all shape who you are and they all taught you something, even if they were terrible, terrible 
It's like, no, they weren't terrible. You just labeled them as that or whatever. But yeah, I try to just keep a curious mindset in every interaction that I have. And I think that's why you and I just click too, because it's like, we kind of have that in common of like remaining open, even in a world that tries to close us or like even when we experience things that try to close us, it's like when you're experiencing something that is difficult or negative, it's just don't. <laughs> Those quotation marks. Are I just running. hate using that. No, you know what I I'm know. Saying? Yeah, for sure. Just difficult. See it, yeah. See it as an experience and stay curious. Like, what is this trying to teach me about yeah. myself? Or how is this going to further help my evolution or my journey? Because that's yeah. all it is. Right. If life was you know, all happy and rainbows all the time, even though I believe it is. (laughs) It's not, you know, like I still go through things, but it's like, it's all about your perspective on change and your perspective on this life experience. And I think staying curious is key, really, you know, just constantly asking yourself questions and taking inventory of the things you're experiencing And just being like, okay, that's interesting. Even when I have a thought nowadays, like I'll just be like, whoa, that's interesting that I'm having that thought. Right. You know, like I've even started having that internal dialogue. Like anytime I'll have even like a spiral of thoughts, I'm like, why am I, what triggered this? Because sometimes they come out of nowhere and you're like, that's interesting. And you can just observe them. And being like the person, your awareness observing the thoughts you're having is yeah. huge. Mm-hmm. That's like a way to stay curious every single day. Absolutely. And it also just helps me stay in that joyful, heart open space rather than like closing down or shutting down or making yourself the victim of your life experience. It's mm-hmm. like, no, even if you, and you know, I think again, back to my mom, like my mom had a fucking hard life, but she never made herself the victim. Yeah. But I think that's also what makes me sometimes not the most um, empathetic or like sensitive person. Like I feel like I hurt people's feelings sometimes because I can disassociate or kind of like, yeah, I'm like, oh, whatever. Like, let's move on. And people are like, slow down. Oh I need, I need to, like, to experience process, it first. Which I've gotten better. Yeah. You've helped me a lot. <laughs> I being like, Maria, you're giving me whiplash. Be, be in this moment or just real quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is important. Like don't ignore your feelings and thoughts and what you're experiencing, but also don't. Cause they're telling you something too, you know, like staying curious about it. Like your thoughts yeah. and your emotions are letting you in on something. Yeah. Shutting those down is, is only going to, that will sure. also make you sick, it you will, know? Yes. You have to, you can't suppress it, but I think recognizing it and being like you were saying, like the observer of those emotions, like once you can, like have those experiences, have those emotions, go through what you need to go through. And then whenever you're able, be able to like kind of look mm-hmm. on it, mm-hmm. like you kind of sit back and you look on it and you're able to get curious about yourself and yeah. how, like where it came from and how you can best, you know, be the best version of yourself like and that's what makes me so grateful for like you and adam because i feel like sometimes you do just need community or people you trust to like word vomit on and then they can like fully see you and then they're they can kind of support you in that or you know a therapist or meditation um 
yeah, it just helps you come back to your center. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, I love you. I love you. Thank you for being in Curious City with me. We could keep going. We could go on forever. I'm sure there will be a part two at some point. So yeah, if you guys love it, make sure you let us know. Obviously, I'll put all of Samaria's like her links and everything in the podcast episode description. Go follow her if you haven't on TikTok, on Instagram, all the things. She's so great. Always giving the tips. Be my friend. Be her friend. Um, Yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening. We love you guys. And until next time. Bye.